Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. This is Marnie Swedberg, and I'm so excited that you get to be with us this afternoon for our wonderful show that we have here for you today about getting to tell people what's on your mind, what's on your heart, whatever it is, whatever message you need to get out. This show is going to help you be able to better do that. Our guest today is Twyla Belk, and she's the Gotta Tell Somebody girl. In fact, that is the name of her website, is gottatellsomebody.com. And Twyla is really a great gal for just sharing whatever she wants to share enthusiastically with uh, focus and also with benefits. She she actually gets results. She's done so many things in her life. She's been a journeyman machinist. She's been a spec writer. She's owned a Christian bookstore. She's done medical transcribing for a group of neurosurgeons. She's co-written five, r- written and co-written five books and contributed to several others. At this time, she's the assistant to um, and, the, and the PR person, the events coordinator, all that. Biggest fan for Cecil Murphy, the New York Times best-selling author of over 135 books, and he's been a, a guest on our show too. Today, Twyla is here to share with us how to get the word out about whatever it is that you're trying to get the word out about. And during this hour, you're going to learn a simple yet unexpected marketing strategy to help you get going. You're going to learn one thing that you can do every single day to generate leads and nurture long-term relationships. You're going to learn the obvious marketing strategy that's frequently ignored or forgotten, a piece of marketing info which you should invest into the most time of anything that you do. You'll also learn the easiest way to engage with potential contacts, why engagement and follow-up are imperative to your marketing success, and the key strategies to help you succeed in them, the best place to identify hotspots, and so much more. And we're going to get going right now because our hour is getting away from us just with this intro, but right now I want to just bring on Tyler. Welcome to you. Well, thanks for having me, Marty. I am excited about being here with you today. Well, and I'm so excited because this is a this is an ongoing concern here with all the noise going on in our culture, in social media, in you know, everywhere we look, there's things bombarding us. And it gets harder and harder to know exactly how to get people's attention, how to get the word out, whether it's if we're having an event or we've just published a new book or whatever. And I'm I'm so happy that you could come and share with us some of the strategies that you guys use to help get the word out about stuff. And I guess maybe first of all, um, when did you decide that you be- needed to be the Gotta Tell Somebody girl? That was just something, that was a God thing, because I something would happen in my life where I'd get excited about something, and I would just say, I just got to tell somebody. And that just kind of <laughs> developed over time, and God made it clear to me that I have a big mouth, and I'm a mouth in the body of Christ, so I'm the got to tell somebody gal. And that, you know, that's about, I love to brag on God, but 
that's a great umbrella for what I do for Cecil Murphy. Right. You know, I'm telling, I'm shining a light on him. I'm shining the light on other people. So it just works in a lot of ways. I got to get it out. It's kind of like having gas bubbles. If I don't get it out, it'll hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always think about the people in the Bible, you know, the authors who said, you know, I wasn't going to say anything, but I couldn't help it. I just had, it was oh, yeah. burning inside of me. I had to say it. And that's what I think when I think about you. There's just stuff that's yeah. burning inside that you've got to say. <laughs> Right. Well, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and get started with um, with maybe the simple but unexpected marketing strategy that will help everybody get going. Okay. Well, you know the whole idea of marketing can be overwhelming to us, and sometimes we get paralyzed. And so, uh, because we're paralyzed, we do nothing. But there are some simple things we can do to just get started, and at least it's a step in the right direction. Uh, so start with simple things. Now, a, a lot of our listeners might already be doing these things, but I'm going to mention them just in case you haven't. Uh, we often s focus so much on the bigger, more time-consuming things that we neglect these smaller things. The first one is uh, like an email signature line. Um, I don't know if everybody is using one of those, but that is a wonderful starting point for people. It doesn't cost anything. We can set that up on our email, a nice little line that gives our name, our tagline, uh, all kinds of good things, uh, and it will appear automatically on every email unless we choose not to use it. So um, you can set that up in your email options, include a link your, you know, to your website, Facebook page, Twitter, or any of that stuff, put your tagline, book titles, uh, a quote that you can change weekly or whatever, any type of info, and it's, it's a great thing to do. Um, I have one of mine, and my, my son one day um, told me I, he was sick, and I had to contact his basketball coach. And so I emailed him, but my son said, don't put all that stuff on your email. Well, I, <laughs> I left it on there. <laughs> and basketball You're just supposed coach, to be mom, right? <laughs> what was that? You're just supposed to be mom, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just supposed to be mom, but I uh, – the. The basketball coach contacted me back and said, I hope you don't mind, but I went to your website. I didn't know, you know, and he told me some things that he learned about Jesse and me. And it's like, see, that's what we want to do. We want people to go to our website. That's the purpose right. of an email signature line. So, right. so that is one thing I recommend. Another simple thing is an email alert. Um, we can set up these email alerts, that, and so we will – Find out when, you know, social media mentions with our name or the Internet stuff, blog stuff, uh, whenever our name pops up, we can get an email alert that will tell us that. And then we can go and um, uh, go to whatever blog mentioned our name or, or whatever and thank the person or get involved in that community. Uh, so, for instance, with Cecil Murphy, I've set up a, a an email alert for him and uh, with with a couple of different spellings of his name because people get that confused. And, and I get daily alerts on him saying that his name popped up. Somebody wrote about him in, in a blog, and so I'll let him know, and he'll go to that blog, and he will thank the person who wrote the article or whatever, and it's just a great connection there. Uh, another thing with the email alerts is that we can put a topic in there, and whenever something uh, comes up, uh, online or somewhere, a uh, topic of interest to us that we're writing or speaking about, we'll get an alert. Now, uh, naturally, you'll get a lot of those things, but sometimes we can find this wonderful diamond there <laughs> and uh, use it. Uh, for instance, I was doing some uh, 
publicity work for uh, an author uh, who has Tourette syndrome, and his first book, uh, the main character had Tourette's, and uh, so I set up a blog, I mean, a, an email alert for um, Tourette's, and um, one day I saw that there was a movie coming out about a teacher, an award-winning teacher who had Tourette's syndrome, and there were so many similarities that I was. Uh, able to put out a press release about this book and tie it into that movie, and that generated uh, some great publicity and some interviews on that book. So uh, email alerts are our friends. And so I love that. Yeah, I love that strategy because it allows us to be really timely. So in a, like, for example, with your Tourette's um, illustration is such a good one because it's, it's really hard every day to send um, – a press release to a news reporter and say, this is for sure you're going to be interested in doing the article about Tourette's today because they just weren't thinking about it. But yeah. if that movie's coming out and it's kind of the buzz anyway and our subject ties in with it, well, that's the perfect time. That's actually when a reporter is looking for that type of a quote or a comment, and that's a, that's a great way. And I love the signature line, too, because you do that once and then it's set forevermore. I mean, not forever, but yeah, it's well, not something you have to update every day. So, yeah, it's awesome. something that's really just an easy thing. And another easy thing is a business card. And they don't have to be elaborate or expensive. They can be ordered easily online. Um, but just have those with you wherever you go and be ready to give them out whenever an opportunity <laughs> arises. So if you're at a conference, a writer's conference or something, swap cards. You never know. Someone there might be the next person who will endorse your book. You, want, you make connections that way. Put Jot a few notes on that card about uh, your connection and something to rem- remind you about that meeting you have with a person or, or whatever. Um, uh, on a business card, you want to include pertinent info, your contact information, and a link, your website or wherever they can contact you. A um, couple of examples that I've had great results with a business card is one day I uh, sent an, a thank you note to a person who taught uh, at a writer's conference. I didn't attend his class, but I thought, I'm just going to send a thank you note, and I included a, a business card in that email. And uh, in that in that uh, thank you card, and he wrote me back and said, "Oh, I went to your website and noticed that you have a writers' conference. I would love to come and teach at your writers' conference someday." And that just blew me away. So because I included a business card, he found out more about me, and then he became involved in a couple of my writers' conferences, and you know things just kind of continue from that. It's just amazing what a simple business card did. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And point. I love I love that I love your emphasis here on the thank yous and that's so huge is to to say thank you to people. If they mention you, if they've done something that you're just appreciative of, just do take take a moment. I know when I get a thank you note, it, it really it really speaks to me. I mean it's it's not yeah. every day you get thank you notes. And you wouldn't think of that as a marketing tool, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's one of the things that we can do like on a daily basis to generate leads and nurture long-term relationships? Well, this this segues just perfectly because um, we want to be able to create warm fuzzies whenever we can. And so, it, you know, think of ways every day to th- create warm fuzzies with your target audience, with the people around you. And 
And that thank you note it was one way to create a warm fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cecil Murphy is really good at this. I'm going to be using him as an example a lot because I work with him so closely. But uh, he has a habit of writing thank you notes whenever he has a media interview, you know, with a TV or a radio interview. He will get the snail mail address, if possible, and he will write a note to the producer or to the host of the show, and they are just blown away by that. I've been with C several times uh, when we've uh, been with one of the hosts of the radio shows, and they'll say, you are the only one who has ever done that. Uh, And they remember him from that, and they'll comment. And so that really makes an impact. It makes them remember him in a good way. Uh, so that's one way to create warm fuzzies. And just, you know, the personal touch. Um, if we respond to emails and be our personable in the emails and um, if we're honest and transparent, uh, if we're speaking or writing, speaking from the heart rather than the head, let them see uh, the real you and not just throw out statistics and facts and, you know, be a real person that creates warm fuzzies and when we make connections if we're in person talk to people uh when you're talking to people look them in the eye listen let them talk uh, call them by name and show an interest in them rather than just blabbing about yourself all the time that really will pay off in the long run (laughs) and uh another great warm fuzzy thing is to be able to give back and invest in others and this there's a biblical principle to this that the more we give the more we receive it's a, a blessing thing and um one thing i i realized is that i didn't get to where i was today without someone investing in me and uh, so i think how can i invest in others this is something that cease murphy has done he he invested in me and now um it turns around that i want to do whatever i can to shine the light on him. So by him giving, that makes me want to give. Uh, you know, so it's just a warm, fuzzy thing. Um, do do nice things to people and and for people and make them like you, and uh, you'll be remembered in a good way, and people will want to <laughs> shine the light on you. You know, it's just such it's it's just such common sense and things that you know you would hope that you wouldn't need to have to think marketing in order to do these things, but that you truly listen and give somebody a hug or send them a thank you note, even if you weren't thinking marketing. But the reality is that that life is really busy, and um, sometimes we're busy doing marketing, and we forget that just by being kind, we're actually. Um, we're actually doing marketing. We're actually promoting that. And, and I always think, you know, how do we promote Jesus Christ? You know, we we are love. That's we let His love flow through us. That's how we promote Jesus Christ. And and so instead of differentiating between all these many different things and saying some are marketing, some aren't, we can just say my life is supposed to be marketing uh, Jesus Christ yeah. and whatever He's doing through me. And I, I love I tell that. People that. I can sell anything I believe in, and I believe in Jesus Christ, and so I want my ref- my life to reflect that. And so we are marketing tools for Him. We're we're selling Him, and we're we want to showcase His fine qualities. So you know we want those things to show, and that that really is marketing. We if we believe in something, if we believe in the message God has given us, 
then we're going to want to get it out, but let's do it in the right way. Absolutely. This is Marnie Swedberger visiting today with Twyla Belk of GottaTellSomebody.com. We're going to come right back and talk about the obvious marketing strategy that's frequently ignored or forgotten. We'll be right back. The fastest and easiest way to find out which major women's events are coming to your area is to visit www.womensevents.info. That's womensevents.info. It's the only directory of its kind, and it features all of the major events like Women of Faith, Beth Moore, eConference Women, and so many others. It's free to search, and you can find it all at womensevents.info. Hey, this is Marnie. Welcome back. We are talking today about marketing with the Gotta Tell Somebody Girl, Twyla Belk, and we are going to talk right now about one of the obvious marketing strategies that frequently gets ignored or forgotten. Twyla, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Okay, this is something I can't stress enough, and you've already heard me say this, but Provide a link where people can find you. That is just so, so important. So on your emails, provide a link. On your business cards, provide a link. Articles that you write, provide a link. Your bio, provide a link. Blogs, anywhere that you are writing something or doing something, give people a place to find you. And I just say link, link, link. You might get sick of hearing that, but um, we want to make it, easy for people to find more information about us. If they like us, we want them to know more, <laughs> and that can develop into other opportunities. I have a great example of this. Uh, uh, one time I had written a, a week's worth of devotions for a, a thing called Disciplines, and um, it didn't pay much, but I had a short bio with that and a link where people could find out more about me. Well, a gal, when it came to that week's worth of devotions, a gal from a church, an older gal, read those devotions and and she really connected with them and uh, she thought they were pretty good. And uh, she was in a church in South Dakota and she, she thought, you know, we need to have Twyla, see if Twyla can come and speak for our women's retreat. And so she talked to the committee and had them contact me. And because of those articles that have my link attached to them, um, I got a great opportunity. I got a speaking engagement for a retreat, and that led on to other things. So that's all because of a link. I love that. And I'm just going to encourage you listeners, too, that if you can get really targeted with your link, that would be helpful. So, for instance, Sometimes people want to come on the show and they want me to promote like 12 links. <laughs> and you just can't. Uh, what you want to do is like Twyla has a great, great illustration of this here. She's got gottotellsomebody.com. And if you go there, then you can find the link to her Facebook and different things, to her books, all that, are at her site. So if you have one hub and you want to pick the website URL, the, the address that's easy to say. So you don't want to have something like, you know, Stephanie um, Stephanie B. Henderson speaks live, or something like that. You want to have it be, you want to have it be short. You want to have it be memorable. You want to have it to be easy to pronounce. I always say, if you if you would get tired of saying it ten times in a row for ten <laughs> days straight, then don't pick that one. Pick a different one. That's right. <laughs> and, make uh, it easy for people. That's make right. It easy. And and make it easy for you so that you're not embarrassed saying it and so you don't have to yeah. spend a lot of time spelling things. Um, if it's your name and if it's just a first and last name and that's your website, that's worth doing the spelling 
uh, in most cases. But other than that, you don't want to have to be spelling things out for people, especially on the air. And you do want to be able to say this link anytime, anywhere. And if you can have your email include your URL, that's just another way. So somebody will say, what's your email address? And you can say, well, you know, like for instance me, mine is info, I-N-F-O, at Marnie.com. And they're like, wow, it's usually the other way around is what they say to me. Usually it's Marnie at info.com. <laughs> like, well, but I own the, own the website. Oh, I see. And then, of course, they just go check out the website because that's also my email address. So lots of different ways there, but the easy email address, or I'm sorry, the easy website address is huge, huge, huge. So if we were going to say um, that there's maybe one thing that we should spend the most time and energy on when it comes to marketing, what would that be? Well, we need to have a really good bio. Uh, we need to understand the importance of a bio line or a bio, you know, uh, like I mentioned uh, with the link thing, it was because of my bio and the link that led the people to me. Uh, it would be good to have a short bio uh, and a long bio. And within that bio, we always want to include a link. But when we write articles, um, even if they are articles that we're writing for free, uh, our bio can create more interest in us uh, that can really turn into some great things, even though the article is free. You know, um, a good bio can do a lot of things for us. And then when you have speaking engagements, uh, the bio is what stirs up the interest. You know, if or and uh, you know, if you want to try to get a teaching opportunity at a conference, they need to know more about you. They need a bio when you get gigs or, or on. On your book, you need a good bio for that. Articles, event planners need them. Your profile, you know. So um, one thing with a bio is you can you can do a bio in a lot of different ways. You can angle it to suit whatever the occasion is. Uh, so uh, I think it's a good idea to study other people's bios. What resonates with you? You know, if you read an article, what did you see about that person's bio that you liked? Or was it boring or was it, you know, that kind of thing. You want your bio to show your personality or to show your professionalism, um, your expertise. So just think about those things. But a bio is really an important thing to have. That's how people, the professionals, will find out more about you. Uh, they'll know your credentials. They'll know what you've done, all kinds of stuff like that. I'm just going to give you guys a couple examples here. First of all, from Twyla's own email, she has her one-line bio. First of all, she has her name, Twyla Belk, and then she has her title, The Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. And underneath, she has a one-line bio that says, a writer and speaker who loves bragging on God. Okay, <laughs> And then she sent me both short and long bios. If you have the listener downloads, you've got the short bio. A champion for people who have a message of hope and encouragement, one that points people to God. Twyla Belt is an author, publicist, and speaker who shares her insider secrets with writers, associations, and other grateful audiences nationwide. Learn more at gotatellsomebody.com. Then she's got her long bio, which is five paragraphs long, which actually I used some of that when I was introducing you today, Twyla. So what you gave me here is you gave me whatever size I needed for the moment you gave it to me. And I just wanted to let you guys know, too, like today I was quoted at mint.com in a blog because I'd given a travel tip, and they just included 
that I was an author, speaker, and international uh, leadership mentor. And then the link back to money.com, which was awesome. Sometimes I just use the one-line quote that I'm an international leadership mentor to over 13,000 leaders from 30 countries. So I can use that as a one-liner, and then I have a short bio, and I have a long bio. And in addition to that, if I'm responding to something particular, like, for example, when I responded to um, the reporter from Mint.com, they were really interested in knowing about me as a traveler because that was what the article was about. So in that situation, I focused the bio to, to talk to what they were talking about. Instead of having a general bio for everybody, you can actually tweak these up to address the person you're talking to. And, of course, um, like Paul says in the Bible, you know, just try to be, be everything to everybody. You know, you just, you just wear the hat that they, that they, that they see you in right then, and you don't have to worry about all the other hats you wear. You don't have to tell them that, you know, you live in a certain city or, you know, whatever. What, just, just tell them what they're interested in hearing because that's what they have time for. Something that will connect you with that person. Uh, for, for instance, what, uh, Cecil Murphy is uh, an abuse survivor. So when we're writing a bio uh, in that direction, we include that he's a survivor because that connects him connects him with the people. I don't include that in in all of his bios because, you know, that's not something they need to know. But if we are targeting it toward uh, that or toward the media or something that will give him credibility in that area, we include that in his bio. So um, it gives him credibility in that area. Uh, another thing with a bio that's important, if, if you are a speaker and uh, the and they are introducing you. It's good for them to have something to read ahead of time, like you mentioned. And I've had speaking engagements. I have one in particular where the, the gal got up there and she said, introduce yourself. I just thought that was so awful. I mean, I, I could have very easily given her something, but she she just said, introduce yourself. And it was just such an awkward thing. So if, if you have something already ready for the, the meeting planner, the event planner, give that to them ahead of time so they'll have something that makes sense about you and you're not stuck in an awkward position. Well, and Twilight, you know, honestly, and this is a little embarrassing now, but when I was starting out speaking, they would ask me for a, a little bio, and I would say, oh, that's okay. You don't have to introduce me like that. You can just have me get up. And I, I finally had some sweet gal told me one time, she said, that's mean. And I said, what's mean? And she said, she said, I need you to write some things down for me because I want to introduce you and I want to tell them how exciting it is that you came here and that we got to have you come instead of just somebody else. And she said, but if you don't tell me, I have to go spend a lot of time researching all this. And I just don't have time. It's kind of mean for you not to give it to me. And I'm like, oh, well, my goodness, I wasn't trying to be mean. I guess I was trying to be, you know, I don't know, maybe humble or something. Humble, I don't know. Yeah, because to... it's kind of awkward, isn't it? It we is. Have to come up with it is stuff, a little. But, um, <laughs> but we are helping the, the event planner in, uh, exactly. in that way. And, and we can tell them the things we want them to know and say about ourselves rather than them coming up with some really weird stuff that really isn't pertinent <laughs> <laughs> right. I, yeah, right. They but do it's what they find, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, and especially if you're, they're coming off of an old website that you haven't updated mm-hmm. for a long time, it's going to be out of date information anyhow. So, bios yeah. are important. 
Absolutely. Well, this is Marty Swedberg. We're visiting with Twilo Bilk. We're going to come right back and talk about the easiest way to engage with potential contacts. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Successfully maximizing the gifts God has given us is the best gift that we can give back to God. Are you 100% clear about why you're here, about how God defines success for you personally? Are you on track with God's plan for your life, the best life on planet Earth, followed by the best possible eternity for you? If not, check out the Success Principles Intensive Training course over at Marnie.com. It's a six-hour online program that will change how you define and do your life from today forward. It's a biblical based approach to goal setting and achievement so check it out under the training tab at marnie.com Well, hi, and welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg. Our guest today is Twyla Belk. Her website is gotatellsomebody.com. And right now, Twyla, I'd like you to share one of the easiest ways to engage with potential contacts. Okay, I would say that would be to meet your audience where they hang out. Uh, Social media gives us many opportunities to create a community or to become involved in a community, and that's a big part of developing our platform. You know, we can connect with people there on blogs. You know, certain, you know, if our topic is, uh, oh, let's say cancer, whatever our topic is, we can find communities to be involved in online and in social media opportunities, but but we shouldn't neglect the in-person opportunities. Um, somehow social media has taken away our need for those in-person connections, but uh, we need to think about how we can get in front of our target audience, and there are ways to do that other than social media. Uh, think about speaking opportunities. Think about your, your topic. What If your topic uh, is something of interest in people, how can you get in front of those people? Um, I I think about okay I'm going to go back to different examples with uh Cecil Murphy um he has topics well he has a lot of different topics and one thing that he's he's an abuse survivor and um he's written a lot of books on uh different types of things that are of interest for recovery groups so we think about how can I get him in front of recovery groups you know so we seek out those you know see if he can talk to them you know hang out with uh, other people who are going through the same types of things do workshops uh uh you know where where he can meet with other survivors, whether that's online or in in person at different events. I, I think about other things. He's got a lot of um, uh, spiritual helps and for for people grieving and and pastoral issue type things, uh, people grieving or people caregiving and things like that. And well, um, Stephen Ministries is a great place for him to connect with people who are helping other people with those things. And so we just think about what is our topic? Where where does our audience hang out? How can we connect with them? I think of somebody um, here locally who has written children's books, and he he connects with his audience through going and doing presentations at schools. And he has created fun um, 
fun events for the kids. His 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 stories are about uh, one of the stories was a hog ate my homework, and what he did, he went and bought himself one of those pet pigs, and so they got a, he brings his pet pig to school. <laughs> And he connects with the kids who are his audience there. So he's getting himself in front of the audience and and making it um, memorable. Uh, many of us can't do this in a big way. We can do it in a smaller way, maybe like doing a workshop at a library or just connecting with a caregiving group or something like that. But on a bigger scale, uh, something I've done with Cease, um, I, I, I think about the topics that he writes on and then I thought, wow, a great connection for him would be the American Association of Christian Counselors. They have a conference. They have a world conference, an international conference every two mm-hmm. years, and it's a big thing. And I thought, wow, I need to get Cease in front of this audience because he can connect there. So we, we became an exhibitor at that conference. And uh, I had an exhibitor table that kind of presented him to the people there and had products and different helps and resources that would be available. And uh, then we went back again this last year, and we, we had book signings. And this time we were able to have a workshop where he was able to, to teach these people about how to connect with uh, survivors and different things. And now because of that, he's doing a blog uh, 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 every so often uh, for the American Association of Christian Counselors. And and the connections we made at that event have turned into new opportunities for speaking for him and interviews and and book projects and all kinds of things. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of a big-scale event, but it, it works that way on a smaller scale, too. If we can get ourselves in front of our target audience, it turns into other opportunities. It grows into bigger things. Um, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, and I really love I really love it that even though Cecil has written over 130 books, he's been on huge media, he's been you know all over the place. He still is willing to start at the bottom, really, of the rung there, which isn't really the bottom, but at the same time, getting an exhibit booth um, is like paying to go get his name in yes. front of people. Instead of saying, no, I just want to come in as the keynote or I'm not coming at all. Yes. You know? And we did, you know, yeah, and it did cost, but we we worked it. If you know how to work it, and what you're doing is you're connecting one-on-one with people. And you never know what one person can do for, for right. you. That connection can really turn into a lot of great things, you know, and you connect with them on a heart heart level, you might be, um, you're investing into them, uh, but they in turn, you know, it's a, it's a win-win situation. It really is. So we want to be able to give, we want to love on people, uh, give them resources, and uh, but it's an opportunity for them to see you um, at, and see what you have to offer them. And it just grows. Absolutely. I, You know, we're talking today about, about marketing and We've got, you know, we've been talking about everybody has a website or, you know, you probably have at least some kind of a web presence, even if it's a Facebook profile or whatever, that you have this web presence. And then, like, I work with the Women Speakers Twilight. Well, you're over at womenspeakers.com. Yes. So many gals over there. And I always just say, you know, it's just, you're, you're always just like one click away from connecting with somebody who really can resonate with you and who. Yes who can make make a big difference in your life. And maybe that, you know, that one click, well, maybe that person will bring you in and you'll speak to 
you know, 50 people or 500 people, whatever. And in that audience, there's maybe one click, one heart that really yeah. resonates and says, you know, I need this or that. You know, we, we don't really know. And, and what we like to do is we like to see the big numbers all the time. We like to see yeah. the major numbers. But the reality is that God put us here for one person at a time, even if we're speaking to a bunch of people. He put us here for one person at a time. And as long as we can keep that in mind, then the other stuff falls into place. So I, I love it, it that. Might be something, it might be something that bubbles up down the road. I mean, it might not happen immediately right. either, that connection. You might think, man, exactly. I really bombed. I didn't connect at all with these people. But we might have said something mm-hmm. that resonated with them, and they held on to that. And then when an opportunity came up, they connected with us. And, you know, it just you just never know. One of my favorite uh, things to contemplate is heaven, is the rest of the story. Because yeah. I know that, you know, God has let us see, or let me see enough here that people will say something to me like, you know, 15 years ago, you did this, or I heard you say that, or something like that. And that just changed how I thought about that ever after. And it's like, really? I don't even remember ever saying or doing that. So, you know, I know that because of the little things that God's let me see here, the influence that he's allowed me to have, I know that when we get to heaven, when we see all of the stories, all of the time, uh, it's going to take our breath away. And if if we quit because we don't see good results, today, but we're doing what we believe we're supposed to do, that would be the most mm-hmm. tragic loss ever, wouldn't it? I mean, oh yeah. here we have this yeah. chance to just go ahead and sow, 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 and just believe that God is going to allow it to be watered and to grow into whatever he envisioned it to be before we put the seed in. We don't even know. Yeah, and our minds have a way of doing funny things uh, <laughs> to us. I mean, we, yeah, just it just kind of works. And, and and I'll tell you one thing is the devil is a big fat liar. He messes with us, and he makes us think that yeah. oh, we didn't connect. We you know, and he just drills that. So we start doubting the message that God gave us and everything. Right. And right. and we just need to remember that the devil is a big fat liar, and we need to stand firm in truth and to go out knowing what we're supposed to do and leave the results to God. And um, that's so important because we don't know what God is doing. He's doing big stuff behind the scenes, but we don't get to see all of that. We're just supposed to go out, trust God, acknowledge him, and let him do the rest. He'll he'll take good care of us and, and make the connections. We're not supposed to strive. I love that. If you guys didn't get anything else today, get that. <laughs> okay. All right, let's Something God keeps let's pounding talk. me with. <laughs> I know, I know. Preaching to the choir, right? Okay. So yeah. um, anyway, let's go on and talk about why engagement and follow-up are so important and some strategies there. We've been kind of talking about the importance mm-hmm. of connecting with people and networking. Um, so I we need to realize the value of connecting and then we need to remember that it's very important to be nice to people. We want to be memorable (laughs) too, because (laughs) I know that sounds really stupid and crazy, but um, relationships are important and they, people remember things. So I have a, and just in this interest, I have a great story about, um, connecting at my very first writers conference uh and how that developed i i went there scared as could be and had no clue what i was doing and i prayed 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 god make you know 
help me, you know, lead me here and guide me to the right people and all that. And that, my very first writer's conference was where I met a man named Cease Murphy. And he saw mm. something in me. And he connected, and he, he's the one who got me started in with email. Back then, 1998, I wasn't even <laughs> on email. It was a, he sent me a Juno disc, and he said, I want you to stay connected with me because he saw something in me. And so for a while, I stayed connected with him, and, and then I thought, why does he want me to stay? You know, who am I? He's got all these people. <laughs> and so I broke off the relationship. Well, a couple of years later, I went to another conference because he was there, and I thought, I'm going to see if he'll remember me. And I went to that conference, and he chewed me out when he saw me. He says, why didn't you stay connected with me? I said, why would you want me to stay connected with you? You've got thousands of people who want your attention. He says, because I see you as one of God's champions. And mm-hmm. um, and so, and then then uh, after that, we he wanted to start a writer's conference in my area because this is where he, he grew up. His sisters still live here, and he gets back here every once in a while. So he thought, let's start a writer's conference. And so I became the director of the Quad Cities Christian Writer's Conference and had that for you. And then, then in 2007 at another writer's conference, he, I, he asked me to work for him, and you know it just kind of continues. And now look where I am today. You know the the connections I've been working with him for seven years, and the connections mm-hmm. I've had, the people I've been able to touch, mm-hmm. just because of that one connection back in 1998 when I was a scared, clueless person at my very first writers' conference. So that's you know I'm glad I was nice to him. <laughs> well, absolutely, and and, and you know yeah. I. There's a there's a saying that I learned from a girlfriend, um, and I think it was a quote by somebody that was more famous than she. <laughs> I can't remember who. But she said, you know, I can always learn something from everyone I meet. You know, everyone is my superior in some way. There's something that they can teach me. And if we go into every relationship with this attitude of um, I'm here for you, but I have this rare moment when you're here for me, you know, and when we can, when we can actually receive from each other, sometimes that's the greatest value that we can give to someone else is to actually learn from them, not to teach them something. Yeah, and we we need to remember that those connections that we have, those relationships we have, also there are bad examples of uh, connecting with people. We need to remember that this, the industry we're in, is small and word gets around. So if mm-hmm. if we have act in an unprofessional way, uh, people won't forget. For, for an example, uh, Cease and I did a book together with Guideposts, um, and uh, it was a book about Heavenly Company. It was on, um, uh, it's about angels, uh, entertaining angels unaware. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end, we were right, just about ready to publish the book, and the publisher had to cut stories by two of our contributors and it was horrible mm-hmm. they were great stories but we had no choice and it was was the publisher's decision mm-hmm. because of the page count well sure. we let the people know one gal was really gracious and just really she understood and everything but the other one was a nightmare and she was just horrible to work with, and she wrote nasty emails to me and mm-hmm. to Cease and to the editor at the publishing house. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that is an example. You know what? Um, we're not going to forget that. She's not going to be involved. In, you know, we're not going to involve her in any of our future projects or any, you know, word gets around. <laughs> and yeah. that, that editor is not going to forget what she did. So 
you know, it works both ways in the industry. You got to think about, you know, what are we, how we represent ourselves. Uh, mm. It really makes a difference. Yeah, I um, you know, and when you're saying that, it's not because it's not because you guys can't forgive her for doing that. It's because no. it's because she really did display she really did display unprofessionalism at that That's moment. Right. And That's you just right. you have other people who are going to be professional. It's it's a highly competitive field, and you don't have to work with everybody. And if That's somebody's right. just going to be that way, um, you know, they're they're not going to get picked. And and it's. It's kind of sad to say that, but that's just the reality of it. That's that's how these things go. And I love the I love the focus here today in this training on being grateful, on being kind, mm-hmm. on just doing the basic common courtesies that are no longer very common. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, life is busy now, and yeah. sometimes common courtesies get left behind. That's right, because we're so thinking about, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to push myself, I got, you know, but just sometimes mm-hmm. just the relationships are what turn into wonderful things. God, God can use that in big ways. Absolutely. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg talking with Twyla Belk today. Her website, GottaTellSomebody.com. We're going to come back and talk about the best place to identify hotspots as well as how to establish yourself as an expert on your topic. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Do you ever need speakers for dinners, retreats, conferences, or other women's events? Check out www.womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,500 Christian women speakers, some near you, and some from every level of experience and fee range you can imagine. So you're sure to find lots of great speaker options for you and your next event over at www.womenspeakers.com. That's Women Speakers. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and our guest today is Twyla Belk of GottaTellSomebody.com. Twyla, this hour is flying by. So much great information. Thank you so much. Uh, Right now, coming back, we'd like to talk about um, how to identify hot topics. Well, we want to pay attention to current events, happenings, and holidays. Now, we touched on this a bit earlier when I talked about the email alerts that we could set up. That's one way to uh, to find out about current events. But think about what's in the news. Read the headlines. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how I, I see different headlines that, oh, um, we could we could play off of this or something. For instance, uh, again, back to Cecil Murphy, uh, sexual abuse is one of the issues he's written for. He's a male survivor, written things and has a blog for male survivors of sexual abuse. There has been a lot in the news about sexual abuse and men. And you know, Oprah Winfrey had uh, on her show one time. She had uh, I think 200 abuse survivors on that. When I found out about that, I thought, wow. You know, this is a great advantage. You know, she had Tyler Perry and some other things. So I wrote a press release and sent it down uh, the Christian Newswire and other places, and and I um, included some great tips for that. I mentioned Oprah and, and Tyler Perry and what they were talking about, and and I gave ten tips uh, how we could help 
survivors or, you know, if you're married to a survivor or whatever. And, and that press release got shared lots of places and turned up uh, a lot of interviews because of that, uh, because I gave free resources. I gave tips in that. Another time, you know, with the Penn State thing, uh, oh, well, there's been so much stuff in the news about sexual abuse. And so we just tie in promotion with that. And then, by the way, you know, Cecil Murphy, in his bio, he's written <laughs> written these books on sexual abuse and has a blog for it. So, um, you know, we, we take advantage of those opportunities, current events. Um, another thing, a, a current thing that's happening right now is um, – in a couple weeks on April, uh, in April, April 16th, I believe, just in time for Easter, there's going to be a theatrical release of Colton Burpo's movie, Heaven is for Real. And that just happens to be a perfect tie-in for the book that Cease and I wrote together last year called I Believe in Heaven, Real Stories from the Bible, History, and Today. I just happened mm-hmm. to include Colton's story in that book <laughs> and oh. other stories from people who have had heaven experiences. So we are naturally trying to gear um, you know, a lot of publicity, let people know that if they like Colton's story, you know, they will like these other stories. Uh, we've made a... a uh, the, I've contacted the publisher. The publisher has done a great um, promotional discount on the ebooks for for this month. Uh, so we're doing a lot of things to try to get the attention out because it's, it's a current happening, and that movie uh, trailer is getting a lot of notice right now. So you know, just play off of that. The current events, the happenings. If if your uh, book is centered or your topic is centered around a certain holiday. Use that holiday to your advantage. Um, get out great resources and then connect them to to what you have to offer. You know, um, it's good to pay attention to that stuff. Twyla, when you're working with uh, press releases that are either holiday related or, for example, this movie related uh, press release, do you send them six weeks in advance or two weeks or what is what is your practice? Oh, gosh, it just depends on – sometimes it's an immediate thing um, depending on the topic, uh, you know, the urgency of it. And if it's something you want to get out right now, uh, do it. But then with other things, um, you you want to give plenty of notice for. So I guess it just depends on on, – whatever it is uh, you need to give people plenty of time to respond to something if it's about an event or uh, that you're involved in but if it's a current event in the news right now the immediacy of it you, you want to think about the immediacy of it and get something out right away right and do you have do you have a, a subject line that you like to use that that works well for you as far as these different types of press releases Oh, I wish I okay. I, um, I have different. It just depends on you want to angle it so it really can grab attention. You don't want to put something in the line that author wrote a book. Like, you want something that's going to draw attention. So right. when with that particular um, uh, abuse one that we did, I I think I put Oprah in the headline and Tyler. Uh-huh. You know, what do two hundred uh, survive male survivors Oprah Winfrey uh, or 200 male survivors, Tyler Perry, and something have in common or something. And I went, took it from that. So um, it's not about, you know, author writes a book, you know, well, any 
any dog, anybody and their dog could write a book. You know, that's not interesting. You want to make it interesting, attention-getting, and worth uh, worthwhile, something that really grabs people. Right. That's so great. And um, Dan Janel is one of our experts at Marnie.com, too, and he he always recommends what you did, like with the 10 tips, a press release yes. that's really talking about the book. But you give them actually something they can publish right this minute. Um, they can just that's turn right. that right around and publish it, and they've got a blog post or an article for their press release or for their newspaper or whatever it is, their, their news thing that's actually newsworthy instead of just uh, a piece of news or a bio line or something like that. If you actually that's give them right. something that's ready to print, much more likely to see, <laughs> to see publication. Something of value. It, it was something yeah, practical, them, something of value. Right. And that particular right. news release I saw pop up all over the Internet and uh, yeah. on a lot of different mm-hmm. sites. So that really paid yeah. off. So. Anytime we can offer something of value, the how-tos, the practical tips, uh, rather than just telling them about us and our book, that's what we want to do. Right, right. But the last thing we do want to talk about here in our last few minutes is um, that that we want to help people establish that they are the expert in their topic. And, you know, Cecil Murphy has this amazing track record, 130-some published books, uh, obviously an expert. But um, maybe somebody listening is just getting ready to publish their first book, or maybe they're just going to host an event, and it's the first time that they've put together, um, uh, you know, like a program for uh, uh, single moms or something like that. And they're, Mm -hmm. they're really just trying to get the word out. So how does a person really establish themselves as the one that the media would want to quote, would want to highlight, would want to feature? Well, you don't need to have a Ph.D. or a fancy degree. Um, Our experiences can be just as good. You know, uh, that -hmm. plays a lot in things. So the main thing is whatever your topic is, whatever it is you're talking about, your experiences or whatever, be confident (laughs) in what you're saying and Mm -hmm. believe what you say. Because if you aren't believing in your topic, who else is going to do that? So the first thing I would say is be confident in what you have to offer. And, you know, you, you know just as much, if you've experienced this, you know what it's like. And you can relate to people on an experiential level. You can speak heart to heart rather than head to head. And the heart to heart is a whole lot more effective than the head-to-head, you know, rather than Mm -hmm. the statistics and facts, because you've lived it, you've been in those shoes. So so experience is just as good. You don't have to have all those fancy credentials. Um, And then some some ways to set yourself up as an expert is to get your name out there, you know, um, write articles on that particular topic. Um, Get, you know, write blogs blogs on that uh think about the different places that you could you know free articles you know there are a lot of local magazines that you could write articles for um you know on that topic get you know your bio line is really important for this kind of stuff there are article directories online where um, people can write all these articles for free and and but different people who need content for their websites go to these directories and they grab that information and and put it on their website and uh but it has your bio there and your link that links them back to you and people see that and think wow she she knows a lot of stuff i want to know more about her <laughs> uh so that you know when you're talking about you know writing things on on your topic and uh 
doing things like podcasts, and you can create videos. You can set up a YouTube channel, uh, create short videos with how-tos, uh, how to do this, how you know, and give tips. You could do one-minute or two-minute videos and and just something really simple there's you don't even have to pay to do that stuff um get get some interviews out there uh you know on different people's blogs or whatever there are a lot of things you can do uh to get your name out there as an expert and if you're you're talking confidently about your topic and sharing your experiences people are going to pay attention to that Um, are there workshops that you could teach at, at your local library or at a conference or different things. Be available to do that kind of thing. And eventually, people will start coming and knowing you, you know, as they, as they see your name out there more often, reading your articles, um, seeing your great tagline that draws people's attention, seeing your, seeing your interviews and your U, YouTube videos and all this, uh, they'll start to know you as a, an expert on your topic, and, and they'll be drawn to you and want to know more. No. Yeah, that's so great. And um, I think one of the pieces of advice that I heard early on online is still true, just be everywhere. Just <laughs> when, they're, yeah. when they're seeing your topic, just be everywhere. Um, be in the magazine that they like to read. Be in the, the newspaper that they read. Be an easy-to-find website when they do a search for your topic. Yeah. Um, just, just be easy to find and... Twyla, when you think back over the past maybe year or so for yourself or Cecil or both, um, what was one of the surprising opportunities that came about um, due to just being willing to be confident and to move forward? I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, boy, you are. Um, it's Well, I am seeing God just open up a lot of fun doors for me and opportunities and uh, just by, you know, Sometimes I, I think, and even Cease Murphy thinks, what do I have to share with people? Who am I, mm-hmm. you know? But mm-hmm. uh, as you're confident in knowing who you are and think, wow, I do know some stuff. I, <laughs> um, God has opened mm-hmm. doors. You, you came to me and asked me to do this interview. <laughs> that was a God thing. <laughs> So and and you know just different uh, speaking opportunities have come up and I'm, I'm thinking you know uh, as I'm around people and and they ask questions I'm I'm starting to learn that hey I I do know a few things my experience has paid off I'm I'm learning things as I go and I'm still learning uh, I don't ever want to stop learning and that's one thing cease says said he's 81 years old and he says I don't ever want to stop learning you know so as we learn we become more confident and as we get more experience we become more confident and uh, as I said before we don't have to strive God has been trying to get that through my head you don't need to strive just be who you are be confident in what he's given us to do and he will open the doors I love that, and I'm so glad that that's where you went with my question because uh, when I train people at Marnie.com, it's busy, B-U-S-Y, best unique strategies for you. And I really focus on the uniqueness of you. And when you're listening to me right now, I hope that you're hearing me speak to you personally, that God created you completely unique. There is nobody else like you. And uh, Twyla, I was thinking, you know, I've written several songs, and for many years none of them were published. For lots of years none of them were published. And I would just sing them to Jesus in my living room. And one day I said to him, I said, I wonder why, you know, you don't let any of these be published. And Nelson Lava, he spoke to me in my heart that day, and he just said, 
you know, Marnie, this is the only place in the universe that I can hear these songs. And it was in my living room. And so it didn't matter that it was just between him and me. I mean, who better to, I mean, what if I got invited to sing to, you know, uh, somebody really famous, I'd be so happy. Well, I've been invited to sing for God, and so have you. Yeah. Whatever it is that's in your heart, just, just live it for Jesus, and just be all of who you are for Jesus. Twyla, Twyla, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's been so much fun, Marnie, and it's gone so fast. Thank you for having me. Well, you bet. And thank you, everybody, for coming. I hope you come back again next time. We'll see. We're we're actually moving to a new day. We're going to go to Wednesday, start next week. So we'll see you on Wednesday afternoons from now on at Marty's Friends. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.